Welcome back to On the Clock. I'm your host, Reagan Griffin, and I'm joined by... Why don't you take the honors, Cam? Why don't you take the honors? Take it from me. Give me one. The draft's almost here. Give me one. I got you. John by Cameron Lewis. No, 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 no. (laughs) No man. There you go. The man. The myth. The legend himself. No, sir. The god amongst men. No, sir. The greatest of all time. Cameron. What's your middle name, dog? Wow. What's your this middle name? Like I love this pie. What's, your, say what's your middle name, bro? What's your name? Josiah. Josiah Cameron. Josiah. Lewis. Oh, Yo, man. boy. Holla at your boy. It's almost draft day, bro. That's why I got all this energy right now. It's almost I'm draft excited. day. I'm excited. Well, <laughs> I was excited. I'm a little bit more nervous now um, Why is that? because of these bucking, because of these Buccaneers. Oh. But I'm still excited. Still excited. <laughs> hey man, they're in your division. You can you you have to worry about that. They ain't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> That's I was talking to my friend earlier, man. I made a joke because both of my friends, um, two of my closest friends, one's a Cowboy fan, one's an Eagles fan. Right. He caught my phone with the Bucks and he was talking about, oh yeah, the Saints are not gonna make the playoffs now, and I'm like, man, you're an NFC East fan. That extra playoff spot was made for you. Uh, more like because of us. <laughs> like, I, I would say more like, uh, you know, it, it's made for a team in your division, right? That could have, you know, a team that's 12 and four and another team that's 11 and five and another team that's 10 and six. Yeah, or, but I'm just, t- you know, I'm just tired of seeing Cowboys and Eagles in the playoffs in there six and, and 10. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it was really made because divisions like ours exist. But hey. Yeah. Still make the playoffs though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't can't knock you on that one. But yes, yeah, sir, man, yes, I'm excited. You know, it's about to be a bunch of rumors these next two days. Oh, no doubt. Um, you know, bunch of lies. Yeah, maybe truths sprinkling in there. Some but, capery. Yeah, a bunch of it. Some pre-draft leveraging. You, you know, you know the deal. And then the surprises. So yeah, man, I'm excited. This is our last mock draft. Yes, before. sir. Last um, episode before yeah. the draft. Yeah. Last. Uh, so, yeah, like like Cam said, we're going to go ahead and jump into a mock draft, give you guys our final, final lock it in. Lock it in. Lock our picks in. These are our predictions for what's going to happen. And let's be real, we'll probably get like five, six right tops because that's how these things go. Yeah. Yeah. In mine. Cam I said maybe, some- maybe you. <laughs> Cam said, "Maybe you might get six right. I'm getting, I'm going twenty at no, least. No, I don't know if I'll get six right. Is why I say it like that. Uh, really? I mean, what are we guaranteed to get two? Yeah, maybe? I mean the first. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into the first two. Right? It's hard to miss the first two. Maybe, maybe three might get lucky get a fourth one, but uh, I don't, I don't know. This, this one is a tricky one. Every year is tricky. But yeah, really tricky. But it, it's good tricky, right? Because it, it, all the talent, all there's so much talent. That's why it's so hard." to you know differentiate between who's gonna want what yeah uh but with that said let's go ahead jump right into it man i want to you know push no more time but uh love chopping it up with you though as always but let's get right into it dog number one overall cincinnati Bengals. should we even talk about it like on the clock like they've been on the (laughs) clock since you know the the season ended and they really have the decision was made unless joe burrow went into the the meeting and 
you know, took a dump on somebody's desk or something, I don't think that pick was going to change at all. And th- yeah, it would probably it's, still be him. <laughs> it's like, oh, he probably just had to go really bad. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Joe it, Burrow. It, it's Joe Burrow. I mean, what more can you say? He's yeah. riding on the wall. He needs a quarterback. Um, it's not the NBA, so I don't want to just throw the word superstar around there, but definitely has some star potential there. It's no my doubt guy. About it. But, but yeah, I think we all know that one. You know, first two picks kind of, you know, set in stone, then we get to the juice again. So let's move on to number two. Yeah, Chase Young. I mean, again, similarly to Joe Burrow, there's just no question here. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe there's a, a, a chance for a trade-up, but, like, it would have to be a haul, you know, like a crazy haul, something that, you know, you can't turn down. Because other than that, with the Redskins, if they trade back, you know, maybe the five, the Dolphins, you know, feel like someone might move up to two or three, and they just want to, you know, make sure they get whoever their guy is. You, you might be giving Chase Young, maybe he might fall some type of way to the Giants, and, and, and you don't want, you know, not only to lose Chase Young, but then have him in your division. So unless you're getting, like, some – crazy package with three first round picks or something like that for Miami, then yeah, you have to take Chase Young. Right. And, and Washington's no stranger to that crazy package, right? Because they were on the wrong end of it when they traded up with the Rams to go get RG3. Uh, they, they put together a pretty cra- crazy patch- package to go do that. So, you know, I'm sure they'd like to be on the receiving end of that, but I, I don't see that happening um, considering that some of these quarterbacks are still going to be available. And I, as as great as Chase Young is, I'm not sure if anyone's going to put all that together to go get him. Yeah. All right, so now let's really get into what, what could be up for debate, which is the number three pick. Um, I got Jeff Okuda. It, it just makes sense to me, considering <laughs> that Darius Slay uh, was just traded to Philly. So now you got that hole in your defense in terms of the corners. What did they go get? Desmond Truf- Trufant. Um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not sure if they're going to be willing to stick it out with just him. Uh, and he's, he's um, prone to injury. That's very true. Um, and, and you got you got uh, Jeff Okuda really sitting right there who, you know, in some people's eyes could be the best player available. He, he's one of those Jalen Ramsey-esque uh, corners that came out of college and everyone's kind of consensus saying, okay, this guy has it. The only real knock on him is that no one threw his way. Um, so it's hard to evaluate the tape, but, you know. There's a knock on a guy like that every year. We yeah. have a guy like that at this corner that's normally the knock, but that's a positive. So. Exactly. So, yeah, I think Okuda makes sense from both a talent standpoint and a need standpoint for Detroit. Um, My number three, I have a trade here, actually. Trade alert. Yep. Trade alert. First one of the night, first one of the night. Um, I have the Dolphins trading with the, um, with the Lions. Mm. Lions move back to five, but they also get um, pick 26 in the first round. And I was trying to decide, I think the Lions have like a um, compensatory fourth round pick, but maybe like just, you know, a fifth round pick or something, mm. extra filler, sweetener in there. So that's my trade. Um, I have the Dolphins taking to it. I just think it makes sense. I know there's a lot of smoke about the Dolphins possibly being more of a Herbert um, fan, you know, maybe split in that front office, but just the history of the Dolphins, man, passing up on Drew Brees. If two of medicals clears, man, he, he was like not too long ago. I mean, it seems like forever ago because of, you know, LSU's marvelous season, but right. this was a debate for the number one pick. And I, I just think Tua is special as long as he's healthy. I, I don't think that you can, Herbert's a good quarterback, but you can't. Tua's, I think they're two different tiers and, and Tua is, Probably a guaranteed pro bowler year year in and year out as long as he's healthy. Really, I mean, you you say not too long ago it was it was a debate for the number one pick. Not even much longer than that, it wasn't a debate, right? Because we didn't even know who this Joe Burrow kid was, right? And, and Tua was like the clear cut best guy out there. 
Um, and then everything happened with the injury and the ascension of Joe Burrow. And now there's still not a debate, but it's in favor of Joe Burrow now. But for the talent that Tua has, it it, it just makes it, it. It would make sense for Miami if they felt like someone else was threatening to trade up and go get Tua for them to right. go ahead and do it. it. It makes sense from that standpoint. I'm and not sure if that's going to happen. You they also, have, I said they also just have the assets, right? Like you that security. They they have like from the tons of trade, just everything. The Minka trade, they have the assets to go and you know just make that move. They feel like they absolutely need to. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Someone would have to be threatening for that. Like you yeah. know, Detroit's GM gets on the the line with Miami. He's like, "Hey man, I, I got a uh, I got Los Angeles here. They're on the phone. They're offering me so and so to trade with me. What's the best you got? Because if you don't have anything better to match, I know you want Tua. Um, I that's how that's going to go. I, I think the Dolphins are in the camp of Okuda. Maybe they're hot on Simmons and they don't want anybody to know. Mm-hmm. Both of those guys, I believe, are gettable at five. So I feel like if the Dolphins, I mean, not the Dolphins, sorry, the Lions don't trade with the Dolphins, it'll probably be a trade with the Chargers, yeah. especially if they really want to. And, you know, they've been quiet or, you know, who they really like. And that's kind of how it goes. Most of the time they're quiet and they're the ones to go up and make that move. But, I feel like Okuda's gettable at six if they're a Simmons or a Browns team, and that's what they really want. I feel like those guys are gettable at six. So I feel like whoever Detroit wants, they can get at five or six, or it might as well just make sense to go accumulate some more picks. Makes so that sense was to my me. Thing makes there. sense to me. Uh, pushing into number four, New York Giants. Now, I know we've had our differences on this pick in the past. Yeah, you were you were in the camp of Simmons, and as I've always told you, if I was the Giants, I would take Simmons too. I think – Anybody that watches football loves Isaiah Simmons and knows mm-hmm. what he can be. But Dave Gettleman is just old school, man. I know he. they say he loved athletic linebackers and he loved hybrid guys. Man, he put a big investment in Daniel Jones with that number six pick last year, and he has to protect him. Mm-hmm. Nate Soder is there. They have Will Hernandez, who I've been a fan of since the senior bowl, but they, they still need the offensive line. So my line of thinking leading up, since the combine was Makaya Beckton because of his upsides, athleticism, everything that he has and projects to be. Right. But he's had some issues lately. So my pick is Tristan Works. I feel like he's the best offensive tackle on the board. I feel like he's the safest pick. So I have Tristan Works number four to the Giants. That makes sense to me. And as much as I've tried to push, you know, the, the the Simmons on this because it just makes the most sense to me from the Giants standpoint knowing that that hole that they have on their defense um they did just go get Blake Martinez so that might in their mind fill the linebacker role um I agree with you finally I have come around I do think they will take an offensive tackle however I disagree with you that it's worse I think it's going to be Dredgick Wills um yeah. and nothing you know nothing against worse in terms of how I view them as prospects uh I do think Wills has a slight edge edge against Wirfs. Um, but the primary reason I have Wills here is because it seems like uh, through the pre-draft visit process, Gettleman has had a particular affinity for w- Wills and wants to keep going back and talking to him more and more, um, yeah. which leads me to believe that he might like him a little bit better. And I would not be surprised. You know, a lot of those old school guys really like, you know, guys that come from great programs like the Alabamas and the Clems- Clemsons, those winning programs. And, you know, they, they have great relationships with Saban, Joe Judge coming from Bama. So a lot of it makes sense. So, you know, that that makes sense as well. I really feel like it can be either way, but definitely off the tackle. Copy, copy. All right. So, so now number five is different. Yes. So because I have Miami I in, in my mock, I did not have them trading up. You did. Um, but for the sake of time, I, I still have them getting to it here. Um, I just giving everything that we've heard 
in the um in the weeks leading up to the draft right with Tua and he has put out a lot of stuff and you know trying to push the issue make sure these teams understand that he's okay but in spite of that teams are still concerned right and teams have even started taking them off their draft board just because of all this COVID-19 stuff they can't bring him in they can't medically evaluate him for themselves so that that questions still exist and there's no way to answer that question. So I'm not sure if uh, anyone's in the position to where they're going to risk that with, you know, with that unknown still existing to go trade up for Tua. So I think they'll be able to stand Pat at five and get him there. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a high possibility. Mm-hmm. My five, I have the Lions. Jeff Okuda makes sense. Every reason that you brought up earlier, they need help in the secondary from corner to safety. Um, they signed Desmond Trufant in the offseason, but as I um, noted earlier, he has injury concerns, and his level of plays even fallen off. So Jeff Okudi get a lockdown corner. Um, Patricia, you know, I, I can see them, you know, maybe taking Isaiah Simmons, but coming from the Patriots, um, him bringing Jamie Collins in this offseason, I feel like that might be his guy, at least for the next year or so. So maybe he doesn't see that as much of a need as the secondary needs help. So went with the safer, we're well, not safer pick, but more of a need what would Jeff Okuda here. Got you. All right, number six, Los Angeles Chargers. You want me to go first? Yeah, yeah, you, you go ahead. Okay. Um, so this one was kind of a surprise. Um, I'm not going to hold you too long. I just have Jordan Love. I have, I have Jordan Love. Um, I know the conversation has really been, you know, to a – to whatever team drafts the quarterback first, Herbert being the fallback guy. But I don't know. Personally, I feel like a little bit of that is smoke. There's always one guy to rise and one guy to fall. Like, you know, you never see a guy, you know, rising up like that. And wow. I don't know, something about joint love and the Chargers sound good to me. Wow. You know, a lot of scouts and teams have said they, they see shades of Mahomes in him. The Chargers see Mahomes twice a year. Maybe they can see them grooming their own Mahomes. And, you Yo. know. Bro, for the next ten to twelve years, I know. Oh, you got that's hot. yeah. That's that's, hot. that's that's scorching hot, man. Like the 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 Herbert to Chargers train has existed almost. That's one of those picks that has stayed the same in mock drafts throughout this entire draft process, right? It just made sense, even though I think the Chargers they'd be better served given the construction of the roster. They're built to win now. I think it makes more sense for them to go get a guy like Cam Newton and go try to win now. Um, however, it just made sense to me that they'd go get a guy like Herbert. But you're 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 posing who I have by the way. I have Herbert at six. But you're posing that they go. They they say screw the Oregon guy. Give me the Utah State guy. I, I want love. Yeah, mm, man, and I love I love me some Jordan Love. Pun intended. Like, I, I honestly think his ceiling's higher than Justin Herbert. And that makes sense from the standpoint of, you know, I think Jordan Love is a guy that you need to keep in his system for a couple of years before you actually throw him into the fire. And honestly, that'd be the perfect transition to say, let me go get Cam Newton now. Let me go try to win now. Let me keep Jordan Love in my back pocket for the coming years. Um, but, you know, they're really high on Taylor, too. Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, so. that is true. That is true. And they, they could do that. But the thing with Tyrod Taylor, he's the type of quarterback that, you know, you say that you want to keep him now and groom the other guy for a couple of years, but what you think is a couple of years turns out being eight games, right? And then eventually Tyrod Taylor gets hurt or he starts playing mediocrely and you, you want to throw him into the fire a little bit earlier than you intended. But that's that's really interesting, man. That's really interesting. I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed to it. I, I kind of like it. 
I kind of like it. Like, it kind of makes sense. I mess with it. All right, let's keep it pushing to seven. Seven. I hate making my own mock draft. Why is that? I, I try to keep my Saints bias out of it, man, but uh, Panthers, I see Simmons. Jeez. Uh, out goes Keekly, in comes Simmons. Y'all can't just catch a break, huh? Oh, don't forget Deion Jones and Devin White and, you know, all those guys as well. Interesting. I got Derrick Brown, which, you know, one could argue that that's just as frustrating for you. Although, you know, I'm not going to argue that because you know how much I like Simmons. Um, but Derrick Brown, in his own right, is a force to be reckoned with. Um, Derrick Brown's a monster. Derrick yeah. Brown is a monster. And, you know, Matt Rule has emphasized, you know, we want to beef up the defense. We want to get tougher down here. Um, I'm not sure if there's a beefier, tougher guy than Derrick Brown. You know, that that guy's just, you know, he's just so strong, man. He, he's so unnaturally strong. Um, I, I think that he fits the Matt Rule mold a lot, a lot. Not not necessarily better than Isaiah Simmons does, but I think that you know Rule would be more inclined to become infatuated with Brown more so than Simmons. Yeah. Absolutely. Who, by the way, you know, I have Simmons dropping a little bit in this. Unfortunately, it's possible. It's really possible. I, I feel like it's the same way for Brown. I was talking to one of my friends, man. I was telling them, I, I think the Panthers and the Panthers are really. Um, the ideal landing spot for Simmons and Brown early. And I feel like whatever one of those guys, because I feel like he'll be one of them and it's a surprise that can take like a Judy or somebody. Mm. Whatever one of those guys don't get selected, I feel like they'll drop because what, 8 to really, 8 to 12, 8 to 11 range, really all kind of have identified needs. Right. So those, we don't know who the guys are, but we know like the position. So I can definitely see a fall there. And I actually have Brown falling in mind a little bit. So yeah, definitely. Gotcha. Just think whoever the Panthers don't pick the other guy is going to be the one to fall. So number eight, Arizona Cardinals. You know, I'm a Kyler Murray guy. My favorite player in the draft is CeeDee Lamb. Mm-hmm. So I know Kyler still wants his guy to come with him, even though he has D-Hop and Kirk and all these weapons. But you have to protect Kyler Murray. You have to. Yes, you do. You have to. So Jedrick Willis, um, I think he's the second best offensive tackle on the board. Is it Jedrick Wills or Willis? I said Wills. it's Wills. Yeah, yeah, Wills. Yeah, Jedrick Wills um, from Alabama. High character guy coming from the best program, if not the second best program in football. Um, like that guy just makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I for the same reasons, and as much as Kyler Murray, I'm sure, has been clamoring for C.D. Lamb, it, it just doesn't make that much sense when you already have a Fitzgerald, you already have a Hopkins, you already have an Andy Isabella, you already have a um. Who's the guy I'm forgetting? Christian Kirk. Um, you already got weapons, man. You you got to protect yourself. You yeah, you can't do the whole Russell Wilson. As much as Kyler Murray's game is reminiscent of Russell Wilson, you can't try to yeah. do the same thing and say we're just gonna run without our offensive line. You gotta and you gotta put one together. People never give Russell Wilson credit for this. Russell Wilson is short, but man, he is big as hell. Oh yeah, like he's huge. Oh yeah, the dude. Yeah, the dude's built in. And Kyler Murray, I love Kyler Murray, but he's not that. Yeah, he's not that big. I mean, Kyler Murray's a big dude, um, but he's not Russell Wilson big. That's for sure. Especially, especially in the lower body. Oh especially yeah. In the, yeah. Um. So yeah, you definitely have Russell to invest Wilson in Russell Wilson running over people. <laughs> like, like slightly, but slightly, I, I've seen it. I've seen him. I've seen him truck over people a, a couple times. So definitely. Um. Number nine, we have the Jaguars. I got C.J. Henderson here. There's a Jalen Ramsey. You have the same pick? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, right? And there's been so much buzz about C.J. Henderson uh, in the last week, right? And I never even saw it with him. But, you know, in terms of the NFL scouts, they're, they're saying that he's almost consensus top 10 at this point. 
Um, and there's a Jalen Ramsey sized hole in the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. And if he's the guy that everyone is saying that he is, um, he could potentially maybe not fill that role to the extent that Jalen Ramsey did, but you already have Bouye. And if, if you put opposite of him, a guy, a guy like CJ Henderson, you're going to be set in terms of your secondary. Yeah, man. And you know, I was actually thinking about going a couple of different routes here. I thought about maybe a weapon for Gardner Minshew. I thought about Derek Brown, Kinlaw, but it may be getting the corner, you know, later. But CJ Henderson is either going to be here at nine. The Falcons love him, and maybe they trade up in the early teens to get him. Mm. Somebody's going to get him, and by the time the Jaguars pick again at 20, he won't be there. He's the second best coin draft, I feel like, after um, Christian Fulton, Okuda, and Henderson is a big drop off. So you have to replace Jalen Ramsey yeah. and maybe you can throw another knee. I'd even point. go so far as to say that the drop off is behind yeah, Okuda and Henderson. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah I mean it, that that's because Fulton's kind of that in that mid tier. I wouldn't put him down on the level of the the infamous AJ Terrell, but he's I don't think he's up there with uh, Okuda and Henderson or the the guy that everyone's saying that Henderson is. Um, I gotta watch more tape on that. Like, it, his ascension has been very strange to me. What was like a late first round guy is all of a sudden consensus top ten. That kind of felt like it came out of the blue. Um. But yeah, definitely, I, I think it makes sense for for all parties involved. Um, number ten, I got a trade here, man. I got Atlanta trading up Uh-oh. with Cleveland. Uh-oh. And, breaking news! Breaking yep, break, trade alert! Trade alert! Um, but this was a trade, and you mentioned that Atlanta like would probably like C.J. Henderson. This yep. was a trade that I envisioned happening, maybe around the seventh or eighth pick. Um, and Atlanta makes this happen with the intention of gambling that CJ Henderson is going to be there at 10 only to have Jacksonville crush their dreams and take him at nine. So now Atlanta has to go with their backup plan at that number 10. Great fat Falcons fashion. Yeah, that, that, that does sound like uh, that just to have everything right at your fingertips. Right. And only to lose it. That, that, that we've seen that a couple of times from the Falcons. Right. Um, but I, I think plan B for them would be Andrew Thomas offensive tackle out of Georgia. And they've been hurting on both the offensive and defensive lines here um, for the past couple of years. And in terms of those two positions between offensive and defensive line, I think Thomas is the best available amongst the two. You got to protect Matt Ryan in the back end of his career. You have all these offensive weapons. It's about time to start making use of them. And it's clear that the the, the major weakness on that offense is the line. So it, I think if you can start getting that together, maybe you can get this offense back on track if you're Atlanta. Yeah, I would personally laugh at Atlanta if they traded up for an offensive tackle because I believe, like, either last year or two years ago, they traded up. Not, not traded up, but they drafted two offensive linemen in the first round. I know one of them is Chris Lindstrom, and I forgot the other guy. But I would laugh just because I'm so They're really bad at drafting offensive linemen. Like, I remember they spent uh, – They're really what was bad it? at everything. Yeah, I mean – more or less that that feels like you're biased speaking as a as a Saints fan um but I remember they they invested a pretty high draft pick in Jake Matthews a couple years back and he just didn't pan out at all they're they're not good at drafting offensive linemen at all yep um my number 10 pick I still have Cleveland no trade here Baker Mayfield bunch of weapons he needs protection Mm -hmm. um think they go with Beckton try to you know get a high ceiling guy but also get one of the best tackles in the draft so it just makes sense it's a need take Beckton at 10. Hmm, interesting. Uh, so number 11, I have another offensive tackle. This is Beckton for me uh, out of Louisville. Um, yeah. and, and with Darnold, obviously you, you're looking at Jamison Crowder, Quincy, Unu, Imin, 
Quincy something um, as as your two primary receivers. You just lost Robbie Anderson. There's clearly a hole there. Um, but this draft is, you know, stacked at the receiver position all the way through from rounds one all the way through round probably four or five, maybe even six. Um, but at the tackle position, if you don't get one in the first round, you're not getting a good one. So I think the Jets will invest in one early um, and then leave the later rounds to to get their receiving core. Yeah, I would I would love to give my guy Darnell one of these elite weapons, obviously, but can't get the ball to the receiver if you can't get protected because you're going to get sacked a bunch of times, right? Right. So um, best guy left for my boy is Andrew Thomas from Georgia. Slip him right in. Plug and play, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, they just got Jack Conklin from um, Tennessee to be the right tackle. So hopefully that helps. They still don't have any weapons, so they have to address that later in the draft, you yeah. said. But, yeah, Andrew Thomas, Georgia. Jets. And he doesn't make an and surprisingly, right? Because you know my bias towards him. He doesn't make an appearance on my list uh, or my mock draft and Michael Pittman. But I do think that that's a potential target for the Jets. It makes sense. He could be an early to mid second round pick. Um, and he obviously has that rapport with uh, Sam Donald already off bat. Um, so I I think that's something to look out for come day two. Uh, maybe you see the reunion of Sam Donald and Michael Pittman in New York. Hopefully. Hopefully. That's beautiful. That would be fun. That's beautiful. That's a lot of USC bias weekend, but it's yep. beautiful. Hey, man. I'll admit it. I'm a little biased towards the school. Uh, Number 12. This is finally where I got Simmons, man. He dropped all the way to 12, which is an absolute steal for the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Part of me just doesn't feel like it could play out like this because he's such a transcendent talent. He's so versatile. He's so valuable to you in so many ways as an organization. I can't yeah. see the, him dropping this far, but that's the way my mock draft played out is that the, the needs, like you said, usurp the actual talent. Um, So I, for that reason, I have Isaiah Simmons here at 12. John Gruden gets a guy, you know, obviously he runs that Tampa two scheme. You need a linebacker who can go sideline to sideline and do a lot of different things. That's the definition of, of Isaiah Simmons. If, if he doesn't, if he's not the guy that doesn't do a whole lot of different things, I don't know who he is. So I think that's the guy that he will, he won't pass up on, even though he didn't have much pre-draft interaction with Isaiah Simmons. There's no way that Gruden passes on a guy like him because he's so rare. Yeah. So my line of thinking here was receiver regardless. Um, Simmons is a Panther um, in my mock draft. And I was, I, I know whenever I bring this up, you kind of bring up, you know, it's more of the L. Davis style of, you know, playing and stuff like that. But with right. Mike Mayock and John Gruden in that West Coast system, Henry Ruggs was making a lot of sense to me with speed. But and I love Henry Ruggs, and I think he can be a number one. I, I think he can beat Tyreek Hill. But I think that John Gruden's going to want at least more of a more complete receiver, I guess. And maybe a better route runner. So I went with Judy. I think he fits perfectly into that West Coast system as well. Mm. And they, they get their number one receiver for the next 10 to 12 years. They should have had Antonio Brown, you know, pick something else. But that didn't work out. So they're back looking for wide receiver one. And their answer is Jerry Judy. And another reason why I think if it, if push came to sub, they decide Judy over Lamb they love guys from those like top tier programs, like you mentioned before, right? The Alabamas, the LSUs, the Clemsons. Yeah, they want down. champions. Right. So in doing that, I think Judy gets the edge just a little bit there. I mean, they even went on a limb and got Hunter Renfro. Right. Who who doesn't even look like an NFL player. Yeah, but. I think I think they they got Renfro last year. They got Wilkins. They got a lot of guys that won last year. Right. And that that's. Yeah. An, yeah. So they, they love yeah, their I, champions. I, 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 they want to develop yeah. a championship culture down there. Um, 
I'll see your Judy at 12 and I'll raise you with Judy at 13. That's what I have San Fran doing here. San Fran is the team for me that picks up Derek Brown mm. um, and helps him, you know, not slip any further. You know, I was, as a 49er fan, I was hopefully, you know, hoping for rugs, even though that the Debo, Samuel, and C.D. Lamb comparison is kind of redundant and the fits redundant. I was even hoping for Lambs getting Kyle Shanahan up the toy, but Derek Brown's special, man. And John Lynch was doing an interview yesterday with San Francisco Media, and he was saying there are about five to six guys that they have on their board that, you know, really special guys and can make a day one impact. But other than that, those guys are gone. They're probably going to trade back. I think Derek Brown's one of those guys. If he falls, you have to take him that to your bunker replacement, even though he said that. Replacing Buckner would be a overall unit by the defensive line. Mm. You have Derek Brown there. You have to slot him in. Yeah, at some point the talent, like I said, usurps the need. Um, and he like yeah. Uh, for me, it was Simmons. For you, it was Brown. But if you have that opportunity to get a guy that's that talented, thank God it's not Simmons for the Forty Nine ers because that would be absolutely crazy. That would be man. You you talk about that defense, ridiculous. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I had Judy here. Uh, it gives Kyle Shanahan another toy to play with, and the that only reason that I think that they would uh, pick L- or Judy over a guy like Ceedee Lamb, you already have Debo Samuel, right? And yeah, this isn't to say that yeah. Debo Samuel is the same caliber of player as Ceedee Lamb will be, um, but he's they're built in the same mold—a bigger, more physical route running or not route running receiver, a bigger, more physical receiver at the line of scrimmage. Whereas you can get the kind of foil to that in Jerry Judy um, and give you your uh, receiving core a little bit more. You can make it a little more dynamic if you're uh, if you're Shanahan. So I think that the versatility is what they end up going for there. 14, Tampa Bay. They've been on some interesting stuff lately, particularly today. They are uh, doing some interesting things. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, I'm going to go first. All right, sure. um, I think this one might make you a little bit excited. Um, we have a trade. Uh-oh, trade alert. Trade alert. Now, I'll say this before I start. With the Buccaneers getting the greatest tight end of all time, Rob Gronkowski, today, um, I think it's more likely for them to trade up mm. and, you know, splash. You know, maybe if somebody falls, somebody feel like, you know, can help them in day one and, you know, not miss on that. But I have them trading down in this scenario. Uh-oh. Like Reagan's Eagles. Uh-oh. Um, the Eagles okay, I'm listening. They give up pick 21, pick 103, and they have three four-round picks. Is it my boy? Pick. I don't care my- what the picks are, Cameron. Is it my boy? Is it my boy? Tell to me. Get, to get Justin Jefferson now I'm playing. I was going to say, dog. <laughs> we could have did that at 21. Come on now. Get my favorite. Oh, that's arguable. Oh, get we- my, favorite, my favorite player in the draft, CD Lamb. Yes, that's sir. I don't know if he'll be there at 21. I yes, sir. CD, CD, it is time, and that that's been something that's there's been a lot of buzz around, uh, in the past week, right? It is that Howie Roseman's infatuated with CD Lamb, and he really feels the need to pair him with Carson Wentz, which would be beautiful. My only yeah. hang up is that's that's just not how Howie Roseman operates. He keeps his cards very close to his chest. He uh. He does not give a whole lot of tells on what he's doing. And that's, you know, hurt us in the past. Um, I just don't think that if he wanted CeeDee Lamb that bad, that it would have gotten out. Maybe I could be wrong because, as we've seen in the past, if Howie Roseman's really sold on a guy like he was with Carson Wentz, 
he'll do everything in his power to go get him. And, and like we saw, he traded up from he traded up twice in that draft. Actually, he traded up from like the late first round to the mid first round, and then from the mid first round to number two to get Carson Wentz. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I love the sound of it. I just really, really hope it could happen because I would just be so I would feel so blessed, Cameron. I would feel so <laughs> blessed. I'd go get a jersey immediately. I'd be on online. Where's my CD Lamb Eagles jersey? I'm not gonna lie. I'll probably get one too wherever he goes. That's yes, my guy. That's so that's so beautiful. So beautiful. I I the, that's a parting gift for me. That's what it feels like. Was that a parting gift after all of this, after everything we've been through with the 2020 draft? You give me a little Little, uh, little I mean, Justin Jefferson would just be just about as equally as a gift. So, I mean, oh, you're uh, you kind of cutting out there a little bit. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, you were cutting out a little bit, but you're good now. Okay, yeah. 50. Team Denver, um, just another guy I'm really high on. I think he can be Tyreek Hill Jr., Henry Ruggs. They have, you know, Sutton. They have some good receivers there, but he's special. He can take the top off the defense. Mm-hmm. That's the only I can do with those three backs that they have. Um, Freeman, Lindsey, Gordon, just round up often. Have Drew Locke, you know, simplify everything. So much yeah, that makes sense. And I, I had a um a receiver as well. And this is a guy that if they really steal them, I'll, I'll just go ahead and say it, it's CD Lamb. If they can get CD Lamb at fifteen, that would be the steal of the draft because we're, we're looking at arguably the number one receiver, in my opinion, the number two receiver. But when we're really talking about Judy and Lamb, it's one A and one B. There's no number two there. Um, yeah. But if they can steal CD Lamb at the number fifteen spot and and give Drew Locke that caliber of a player to develop with, that would be an enormous win for Denver. Um, probably somewhat of a loss for CD Lamb, but the biggest win of all time for for John Elway and Drew Locke, right? Because now you're getting you know what's what'll probably end up being a number one receiver, a high caliber number one receiver in the NFL at the fifteenth yeah. overall pick, and it's not like we didn't know that he was that caliber of a player. He just happened to fall to you. Yeah. Yeah, so that said, I'll keep it pushing to 16. This is the back end of that initial deal that I have with Atlanta and Cleveland. So now Cleveland's picking here at 16. I got him getting Austin Jackson offensive tackle out of USC. Now I know what you're thinking. It's a reach. They're reaching for Austin Jackson. Austin Jackson's a late first round, maybe even early second round pick, but Cleveland's need at offensive line, like you mentioned earlier, is so, you know, profound and so large that, you know, there's some times where the value of a player is not as important as how much you need him. You know, it's not about the value to everyone else in certain contexts. It's about the value to you. And Austin Jackson, I think, is a guy that would be getting picked at around this spot had he not, um, you know, his play hadn't dipped a little bit this year, which I think was attributed to a lot of outside factors. You know, he donated the bow marrow to his sister. Extremely admirable. And I know he would, you know, have that play out the exact same way. If he had to do it 10 times again, he'd do it. Um, but that, that is partially why I think his draft stock has slipped a little bit is because his play dipped because of that surgery and because of the weaknesses that, that come along with that sort of surgery. But I think yeah. uh, ultimately it won't matter as much. Cleveland picks him here at 16. 
16, I have Atlanta on the board. They need pass rush help. Um, Vic Beasley left. I know they have Dante Fowler, but they still need help there. Mm-hmm. Um, they love LSU guys. They love taking New Orleans guys and Louisiana guys away from Washington throwing them in our division. So, Kelevon Chasen, mm. um, yeah. I think this is the furthest that he dropped. Yeah. Need a pass rush. He's just, he's really well. He can bend off the edge. He's fast. Yeah, Chasen's ideal pick here. Unless, you know, they, they find a way to trade up and get a cornerback, which they also need. They do very much need that. Um, 17, Dallas. I'm not happy with this one, man. I did not want to do this. But it makes so much sense. I got. We have the same. I, 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 no, don't you just hate it? Yeah, it's, it, it's it, as an Eagles fan, it's very you know quite disgusting actually. But I have Javon Kinlaw. Same. Javon same. Kinlaw, man, that is that would be arguably. That's, the, that's depressing. Seeing the Cowboys get anything good is just depressing. If not the best defensive line in football, it would damn sure be the meanest one. You're talking about Kinlaw, Demarcus Lawrence, and Alden Smith, and Randy Gregory? Yeah. Oh, my God. So talented. That's genuinely so talented. scary. Yeah, man. That Jeez. Mm-hmm. And I, I keep telling my friend that's a cowboy fan. Every time I talk, like, I think you guys are getting Kinlaw. He, he just doesn't want him. And I'm just like, He doesn't want hey. Kinlaw. He doesn't want to draft a defensive lineman. Gosh, see, this is the problem with Cowboys fans. You could give them Kinlaw, and they'd be like, oh, why do we get a defensive tackle? I don't want a defensive tackle. Then three years from then, when Kinlaw is killing the game and everyone's recognizing how great he is, they'll be like, yup, we drafted him. Yup, that's what we do. Oh, just that. They infuriate me, man. They infuriate me. Mm, mm, mm. I, I I can't stand him. I have one in the other room right now. My, oh my gosh! I, I I got a Giants fan downstairs. I feel you. It's, it's poison. It's poison, man. All right. So number eighteen, I have Philly actually trading up here. So it, I, I, anyways, I have Philly trading up. <laughs> they could have did that at twenty one. I'm telling you, if if the if. I'll make a prediction right now. If the Eagles don't trade up and they don't trade back and they stay in Pat at 21, it's going to be Justin Jefferson. And I'm going to be... You're going to be so excited. I'll be mildly satisfied. (laughs) That's my feeling on Justin Jefferson. I will be mildly satisfied with having him on the roster. You're getting a star. I don't know why you wouldn't be satisfied. I'd rather have Denzel Mims, man. Denzel Mims is the star. We're not not doing that. Denzel, I'm telling you. Denzel Mims has a lower floor than Justin Jefferson, but he has a higher ceiling as well. Give me the ceiling all day. Um, but I have the Eagles trading up here for actually Henry Ruggs. Which That's you know, dangerous. that would be dangerous. You talk about Ruggs on one side, Deshaun Jackson on the other side. You know, we'll the Philadelphia track meet, man. It, it'll turn into uh, you know, the maybe not Chiefs esque, right? But you know, you think about the similarities, Doug Peterson's a uh, product of uh Andy Reid's coaching tree, uh, I think there are, and you might call me crazy, there are some similarities between Carson Wentz and Patrick Mahomes. I'm not going to assert the fact that Carson Wentz is anywhere near level the talent of Patrick Mahomes, but you think about the, you know, the quick thinking, you think about the creativity, you think about the strong arm, 
I see those similarities between the two. And if you want to turn this into a track meet for Carson Wentz, I promise you he's going to have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, I think that comparison is a little strong, but I love Wentz. So I, I get what you're saying. I, I totally agree. Well, I appreciate saying. that. And On I behalf think, of Philly, think, we appreciate that. I think he can be Tyreek Hill. So. Mm. That would that would be lovely. Then then we'd have our Kelsey, we'd have our Tyree Kill. All all we need would would be our uh, Sammy Watkins, the best quarterback ever. You mean Carson Wentz? Because we have that. We he's, have that he's already. Not the, he's not the best quarterback ever, though. You know, it's not Patrick Mahomes. It's up for debate. <laughs> wow! Just wait till on. the MVP have- Wentz comes back, bro. Wait till oh Wentz is – you saw what he did with Boston Scott and Greg Ward it's last year? on the podcast. You're not doing that. You're right. You're right. Number You're right. 18, the Miami Dolphins, they have to protect Tua. I have Josh Jones. All right. Makes they sense. Have. Makes sense. I thought about going running back here, even receiver, maybe BPA, but just smart pick. You have to get offensive tackle, get the best one on the board. Um, you have a bunch of draft picks. Address other needs later. Gotcha. 19, Las Vegas Raiders back at it again with another pick. I have Kenneth Murray. Um, okay. I was debating back and forth. They need a linebacker. Um, between Patrick Queen and Kenneth Murray, I really feel like we can go either way. We talked about them earlier, you know, wanting to build that championship culture. Yeah, so, you know, Patrick mm-hmm. Queen checks that off. But right. I don't know. Something about Murray just seems more John Gruden than Mike Mayock to me. I don't know if it's his... His fire um, mentality, his intensity, you know, maybe it's he's like a heat-seeking missile with his blitzing. I'm not sure what it is, but Kenny Murray seems more like a, a John Gruden than Mike May I got to meet. So, like I said, I feel like you can go either way, but they definitely have to take linebacker. They have to two best on the board after Simmons. So, I went with Murray. Makes sense. However, I, I honestly think if it came down between Murray and Queen, they're going to bet on the speed, which I think it falls in the favor of Queen. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But, you yeah. know, I, I do understand what you mean about the championship culture and things of that nature with Murray. I do think he has a little bit more of that X factor than Patrick Queen does, which could, you know, ultimately attract Gruden. I'm going neither. I have Jordan Love here. And I noticed that the Raiders have they, they've spent a lot of time with him in the pre-draft process. And obviously, Gruden does not see Derek Carr as his long term solution at quarterback um i think that there's a decent chance that he sees jordan love as that guy and he would he could very easily use Derek carr as sort of the bridge in between you know the current era and the eventual jordan love era and use about you know maybe a year and a half more of Derek carr to allow jordan love to develop in that time um and i I think it overall makes sense you're going to vegas you want to make a splash right and getting your quarterback of the future you know that that's a pretty that's a pretty big splash yeah um, twenty Jacksonville. I also wanted to point out before I make my pick, mm-hmm. you brought up Jordan Love. Don't forget, um, there's still a quarterback that was supposed to be drafted number six here that's still available in my mock draft. Justin Herbert. Yeah, you still got Justin. Man, Justin Herbert's still out there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Have you ever yeah. seen Draft Day? The movie Draft think, Day. Yeah. The, this, that would be kind of akin to that, where if he started dropping this far, everyone's phones would be blazing. Like, what's wrong with Herbert? Why is everybody why is everybody passing up on Herbert? What's wrong with him? What's wrong with him? That's crazy, right. man. Yeah. And my pick is going to really raise some eyebrows, you know, 
well, but um, it's is not it, this pick. So oh, it's 20- not Jacksonville. Okay. No, um, twenty Jacksonville. I thought about going BPA again here. Um, they need a defensive tackle. They got rid of Campbell. He's in Baltimore now, but Ken Law's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, they maybe can reach for another guy, but I just went with BPA. Um, my guy, little friend that you know, St. Augustine High School alum, my high school. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to be out, you know, somewhere different soon. So just getting Gardner Minshew more um, passing targets, more passing weapons. Out one LSU guy at running back, another one in at. On my receiver, my guy, Justin Jefferson, future superstar, to go along with LSU wide receiver. Future what? Future superstar. Dog. Even you (laughs) must understand that you're being outlandish by saying a future superstar. Like future Odell, Julio, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I I don't know about it, but he just... It's just something about him, man. He just has it. I don't. It's the flair, just the mentality. Every ah. I hope he proves me wrong, but I just do not see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. Like I think he'll be a very, very good number number two receiver, top tier number two receiver. Not a number one. Not a number one. When I think about the the Chris Godwins, the Stephon Diggs. The Stephon Diggs is a one. I don't see Stephon Diggs as a one. He's a one right now. Well, he they're gonna use him as their best receiver, but I don't see him being that successful in that role. I, th- I see him as a very he's good a number two. Tier one, huh? He's a middle tier one. Like a, mm, I don't know. There are certain receivers that are like top sixteen receivers that are still number two receivers. Be better than Stephon Diggs, though. Robert Woods. Whoa, whoa. I, I, he's definitely gonna be better than Robert Woods. I'm not saying that he's gonna be like Robert Woods esque in terms of talent, but that's the mold that I see him in playing off of a different receiver. I don't see him being the guy. This is what I'm saying. Sammy Watkins, uh, that one. Um, maybe I'm just a hater. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a hater. For 20, I had um help me out with the pronunciation here. Kal- Kalevon? Kalev- um Kavanchik. Oh wow, now nah, I'm messing it up. <laughs> Um, Kalevon Chasen. Kalevon. Okay. Kalevon Chasen. Got you. So, yeah, I got Kalevon. Um, and Yannick Ngakwe has made it abundantly clear that he wants out of Jacksonville and they're going to need That's an mess. addresser. That's yeah, that is a mess. With the Twitter feud. Man. Well, once stuff starts going to Twitter, that's when you know it's all falling apart. Um, but, yeah, obviously he's going to be out. They're going to need somebody to play off of Josh Allen. Um, I, I think uh, Chasen's the perfect person to do that. And, Honestly, he's probably the best player available on my board at this point. So I think it makes sense from all standpoints. Yeah. Um, okay. You ready for Justin Herbert? Really? At 21? Yeah. You know, that's my trade with the Eagles and the Bucks. So, um, yeah, there's no offensive tackles here, so I wouldn't reach. Um, I don't really – maybe they need a corner, but I'm not really big on Gladney. I'm not big on um, Jalen Johnson. So – you didn't expect Justin Herbert to fall here at 21. Bruce Arians is a quarterback whisperer. I know there's, you know, I know you're going to ask me because I'm, I'm just sure, but I know Tom Brady doesn't like other quarterbacks in the room, but it's a different situation. New mm, situation. That's that's my hang-up, man. I don't know. I don't know. Justin Herbert isn't Jimmy Garoppolo. Tom Brady, you know, hopefully he's not going to miss any games where there's injury, suspension. Hopefully there's nothing that pops up where he's going to miss games and Herbert, you know, steps in and does well. So he'll just be... 
I don't even need Tom Brady to groom him because we have the quarterback whisperer in Bruce Arians. He's just going to be there soaking up knowledge on the fly. I, I, I know Tom Brady might get upset about it, or maybe he doesn't. But if he falls to 21 and the Bucs see him as a future guy, maybe three years down the line, they have to do it. I, I, I really just don't think Tom Brady would be cool with that. I, I think if, if you do that and you're the Bucs, you're, uh, you're immediately pissing off the guy that you just brought in, right? Uh, and I'm sure they made him very happy today by bringing Gronk in, but you know, you, you just you you undid everything that you just accomplished there if you bring in a guy like uh if you bring in a guy like Herbert, and maybe it could work because I don't see Herbert being the guy um like Jimmy Garoppolo was that would try to go in and assert himself as you know I'm not just here to be your backup, I'm here trying to win a job, um, but in the same vein. I I still don't see I I don't see Brady being okay with it. He's not the guy that wants to see his backup when he walks into the quarterback room every day. He, or his eventual though. replacement. He's in a new situation. He, but he's the same dude. You don't know that. I mean, what 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 reason would I have to not believe that? He's three years uh-huh. wiser. I like you know what I'm saying. Like I, I have to, I have to, you know, go based on what how I've seen you react to things in the past. And I believe in Brady, even though he's in my decision. So, even though he's in my division, Brady's my guy, and I believe in him. So I, I, I think he'll be okay with it. He's in a different stage of his life. It's the last stage. All he wants to do is prove people wrong. Mm. I believe in my guy. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Moving on to number twenty-two. I got a guy who's used to wearing uh, purple and gold, so he'll fit right in in Minnesota. Christian Fulton, quarterback, cornerback out of LSU. Um, they clearly need a corner. Um, yeah. And I, I think he's the best available at that position right now. Yeah, same line of thinking. I think he's the best, too. You know, like, what was that, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I went on my rant about Christian Fulton, the Grand Del Pit. Mm-hmm. But same line of thinking, same position, everything. But I just went Jeff Gladney, TCU. I'm not really a fan. It's kind of small. Uh, but, Yeah. Interesting. All right, twenty. They need a corner. They need secondary help in general. Oh, no but. doubt. Outside of Harrison Smith, it's it's pretty abysmal over there. Uh, New England Patriots at twenty three. I was actually having a hard time with this one too. I was going to go Patrick Queen, um, linebacker mm-hmm. LSU, which I still think Bill Belichick would actually like, but. Um, I think Bill Belichick might be intrigued by the upside of Epinesa and his athleticism mm. and getting another pass rush on that front seven. So I went Epinesa. This might be a little biased. Maybe I wanted, you know, the team after, you know, <laughs> get a pick that I like after the Patriots. So oh, I, I see the game you're playing. I went with Epinesa. I don't like I, Epinesa, I, man. I, I really I don't. don't. I'm, not, I'm not a fan, but I can definitely see the Patriots like it. Hmm. See, you mentioned all the things about uh, why the Patriots would like Patrick Queen? Yet somehow he he didn't he didn't end up with him. That's funny. Not yeah, in my I mean, mock draft. We only deal in reality here on Reagan's side of things. We it's Patrick Queen, man. It makes so much sense all around. They need a linebacker. He he's he was the cornerstone of that LSU defense. Um, and, and Belichick likes a guy who can you know be the center point and focal point for his entire defense. A smart, intelligent. Fast, athletic guy. That's Patrick Queen. It's Patrick Queen all day. It just it, it's one of the better fits throughout this entire mock draft for me. It's Patrick Queen and the New York, New England Patriots. You know, it's a better fit than Patrick Queen's and New England Patriots. Not the Saints. That's what you, you you're about to say it. New Orleans. Yeah, I heard you. And no, I, I was no, going to say New no, England. 24. 
I have the Saints getting Patrick Williams. It's great. Homegrown in the backyard. He only has to take a, depending on how fast you're driving to New Orleans, maybe. And then our facility is in Metairie, maybe like a 35, 40 minute drive down to Metairie, if even that, you know, for the facilities. He doesn't have to do anything. He just stay at home, man. It's beautiful. We find an LSU player. We, we also need a linebacker, you know. And the Patriots need a linebacker. Why don't they get Zach Bond? Zach Bond? Zach Bond, go up to Boston, Massachusetts, go to New England. You don't get Zach Bond because Patrick Queen is available. Yeah, but they might like Bond more. No. And you know, AJ Epines is really athletic. He's versatile. You know, they might like him, but Patrick yeah. Queen. Wishful is, thinking, wishful thinking. Is destined to be a saint, either him or his teammate, Justin Jefferson. Neither. I have, and you're going to love this, at 24 for the New Orleans Saints, a wide receiver. Because you guys need one. But you don't just need a wide receiver, right? Because you already have you can't guard Mike, and you have you added Emmanuel Sanders, right? But you need a third guy, and you need a fast guy. And this is I don't like where, I don't like where this is going because I don't know any fast guys on there. Hey man, this guy he he told everyone he ran under four three. He ran a four two at his pro day that no one was there to actually verify that he did. But he ran a 4-2, and I'll take him at his word for it, right? Because, you know, why what, Why would I not? Jalen Rieger. Or Jalen Rieger. Cameron Lewis has left the call. That's unfortunate. I guess I'll have to finish this myself. Jalen. I'm not a fan of Jalen Rieger. I'm not either. I'm not either. Especially at 24. I'm not either, I would, man. I would even take your guy that you prop up and put on this pedal. Denzel Mims? Fourth yeah. best receiver in the in the class, Denzel Mims. Arguably third best receiver in the class, Denzel Mims. That guy? I'm sure. Arguably, arguably what? Arguably the third best receiver. No, no, no. The, the, the top class. three is solidified. The top four is solidified. So there's no there's no argument about that. There's no well, argument. Five years down the line, man, I promise you, I'm gonna be the guy that was way ahead on the Mims train. I'm telling no. you, the dude he is, he is he is guaranteed to not be better than Judy, Lamb. Or rugs, guaranteed. I'm and with you on Judy. Him. I'm with you on Lamb. I'm not with you on rugs, and it's because rugs, well, rugs, is, rugs is a weapon. He's, he's phenomenal. He's a great weapon. He's he's Tyree Kill esque, right? But the thing with Tyree Kill, he's unable to break into the upper echelon of the best of the best wide receivers. And when we're talking the Michael Thomases, the Julio Joneses, the DeAndre Hopkins, he's not. I a, think he's in that conversation. He's like a tier right below it. I think he's tier one. Mm, I don't know, man. I, I just know. don't think he's. He, I, I just don't think he's top three. But I mean, in my mind, he's not able to break into that conversation, and it's because you know, as great as he is, he's still a one trick pony. His his entire Mims is never going to be in that conversation. Mims, I'm not saying he's going to be a top three receiver in the NFL. Maybe. And he's not better than Jefferson. We all know that, right? Uh, right. I don't. I very timidly say that he's ahead of Ruggs. Very, very timidly. In fact, I probably wouldn't even say that. Um, but, like, far and away, it's not even a question in my mind that he's better than Jefferson. It's not even a question. You're going to see. I can't wait for football season because Justin Jefferson is going to go somewhere and just be Wouldn't it be poetic if he ended up in Philly and then he was just that dude? And I had I'm to sit there and eat my words the entire every time I watched the Eagles play. I would love it. Hey. I would love. It. I was that way eventually with Mark Ingram. Uh, my favorite player is Reggie Bush. 
he replaced Reggie Bush. So I hated Mark Ingram. Like you, you don't even hate Jefferson. Like you're just not the biggest fan. Mm. I hated Mark Ingram growing up. And then like three, four years ago, I was just like, man, this dude's good as hell. Like he's just really good. <laughs> I, had to, yeah. I just, my words, it was the same thing with Darren Sproles, but I, I ate that up instantly. He, he was phenomenal. But. Gotcha. All right, let's keep it pushing to Minnesota. I got them taking a receiver here. They they like we mentioned, he just lost Diggs. Um, they need somebody who is going to be able to fit into that offense right now. There can't be any time for development on the guy. Um, which is why I have Brandon Ayuk. Uh, I think he's a guy who can plug and play. Maybe not the highest ceiling of any of the receivers in this draft, but you'll be able to get immediate production out of him. Which is why I think the Vikings would like him. Yeah, same line of thinking wide receiver, but I just go Mims. Um, mm. I'm not Ayuk's. Oh, here you go. I'm not, sure, I, I'm not sure Ayuk is the guy for them. I'm also not sure how guaranteed is for him to be good in the league and Kirk Cousins needs guys, mm-hmm. especially especially losing. They even lost Treadwell, right? I mean, Treadwell was never good. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying like they even lost him. Like, I don't know who yeah. the other receivers are. Like, Diggs is gone. Yeah, so they have to address that as well. But they also need secondary help. So I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, maybe we get a surprise like Winfield and Winfield becomes a fight. Antoine Winfield. I, I, man, you put me on to him. He's he's something. He is something. Yeah. yeah. So I wouldn't receive him, but I wouldn't be surprised with secondary. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, um, Miami Dolphins 26. It's my 26. You had them uh, in a trade, right? Yeah, I have them. Um, they traded their pick to the Dolphins with the Tua trade. I mean, to the Lions, I'm yeah. sorry. Um, with the Tua trade. So, um, the Lions, like I said earlier, need secondary help. Even though they they have Okuda, now they have Desmond Trufant as well. They still need safety help. So, um, like I said, Patricia loves, you know, coming from New England, being under Bill Belichick, he loves high character guys, high program guys, winning cultures. Um, so, I just want Xavier McKinney here. Mm. I don't think he's the best safety on the board, but... Um, just makes sense. That's funny. I also have Xavier McKinney, but I have him going to the Dolphins here. Um, it's interesting. The closer I think about it, you said he's not the best safety in your mind. Between him, Delpit, and, and Antoine Winfield, it's really, honestly, pretty close in my mind. Um, but I, I do have, I think Xavier McKinney, I don't think that's the consensus across the NFL. I think most people prefer McKinney to the other guys, and I think he'll he'll yeah. definitely be a first-round prospect. Um, yeah. so I have the Dolphins taking what is the best player available here, uh, Xavier McKinney. Yeah, 27. 27. Um, Seattle, you want to go? Or you want me to go? I'll go ahead and go. I, I got, um, I got Trayvon Diggs. Um, and it's because they clearly had a hole at that second corner position. Shaquille Griffin's pretty good. Um, I, I'm pretty impressed with his improvement since he's been in the league, actually. Um, but they, there's a clear hole when you have Trey Flowers starting at the opposite corner position. Not a fan of his game. I, I think that they could use another corner, and Trayvon Diggs is the, you know, when I say best corner available, I use that term very lightly because, like I said, after Fulton, I'm not a, much of a fan of anyone, especially AJ Terrell. I just had to throw that last jab, last jab in there. He's not that bad, man. Is he not, though? Is he's he not, not, though? I mean, not, you're an LSU he's, fan. You, you, you saw Jamar Chase and Jefferson. I mean, I'll keep going back to it. Those are the caliber of players that you're going to end up having to go against on a daily or on a weekly basis. Same thing happened to Diggs, and he's way better than Diggs. I'm taking him 10 times out of 10 Mm. over Diggs, easily. I I know Terrell's been been the guy you've been been pointing your finger at ever since that game, man. Mm, mm -mm. It was just really, really ugly to watch, man. It's hard to forget. 
it is very hard to forget. Every time I even start watching film on them and, the, and there's a glimmer of hope, it's like, hmm, that didn't look that bad. It's just like I get flashbacks of that <laughs> of the of the national title game. And it's like, where did you go? Oh my god, wow. Wow. Yeah, I mean, he's not that bad though. I think he'll be a early second round pick, mid second round pick. No doubt, no doubt. He might be a good number two for somebody, man. Hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Twenty-eight Baltimore Ravens. Um, they need a linebacker, so I went with Zach Bond, Wisconsin. Okay. Um, makes sense. A little bit versatile, versatility. So. Yeah, makes sense too. Um, I I just have a better linebacker left on my board. I have Kenneth Murray here. Um, I, like for all the reasons you said, they need a linebacker. They need a pounder. They they have a history of pretty good linebackers in Baltimore, and I think Kenneth Murray could be next in line there. Yeah. Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Um, Tennessee. I I thought I went a couple ways actually. Well, I thought about going a couple ways. I thought about going running back. You know, I've been on the running back train mm-hmm. like since the combine. Really, since the playoffs, I was beating the Dobbins to Tennessee thing, and then you know they could really never have enough. Weapons, especially with a quarterback like Tannehill. I thought about offensive line because they lost Conklin. But eventually, man, I don't know. You can never have enough pass rush. You have a coach in Vrabel. They're building something with that defense. And one of my favorite sleepers in the first round, I went with Marlon Davidson out of Arvin. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> That's cr- I was about to hit you with like all the reasons why I think Marlon Davidson is such a sleeper and I'm going to be the only guy who says he's going to go in the first round. And you stole my thunder, man. You stole my thunder. You stole all of it. Think alike, man. Great minds think alike. Yes, they do. 30 Green Bay Packers. This is where I have Zach Bond. Like you said, with the uh, Saints not having to go far to find uh, Patrick Queen, uh, the Packers are not going to have to go that far to get Zach Bond. He's right there in the great state of Wisconsin. I don't know if that's how Wisconsin people talk. I just assumed. But, yeah, I, I think he's perfect for the cheese. They need they lost Blake Martinez to the Giants. They need a linebacker. Um, I, I think he's a pretty good fit with his versatility. Um, they they need they like versatile linebackers over there in uh, Green Bay. So I think it's a pretty good fit. Um, I went with receiver. They do need a linebacker. So, um, but I eventually just, you know, wound up with receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, all they had last season was Devontae Adams. So Very I went with true. Brandon Ayuk. Um, just a guy I'm not, like I said earlier, just not really the biggest on. But, I mean, with Aaron Rodgers, you just give him some talent. Right. At you know, he'll make it work. Um, I mean, maybe i like to see, you know, maybe Hamlet there instead. But, um, you know, Ayuk's bigger, you know, bigger target. So with Ayuk, then, you know, he has some speed on him as well. So that doesn't hurt. You know, honestly, I could see sleeper pick here, Michael Pittman. Just, just, I, just throw it in there. I don't think he's going first round. I, I don't I just, know why. He, I really would like him to. I would yeah, really like him to. I'd really like him to. But that, that's definitely my bias speaking. Um, thirty-one. I got Jeff Gladney here. Uh, not really that big of a fan of him. I just think the San Francisco 49ers, They got exposed in the fourth quarter. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, although he probably would do that to just about any other team that he was facing in that situation. The reason that the San Francisco 49ers got exposed is because they were lacking at that second corner position. Um, and they were able to hide it for basically the entire season up until that point, but it exposed itself there and it reared its ugly head. And, uh, I think that that'll be what they end up trying to address. Yeah. I'm 31 with my 49ers. I thought about a bunch of, a bunch of options again. Um, Corner was an option. I looked at AJ Terrell. Oh. Um, I looked at Jalen Johnson. I even looked at safety. Um, Grant Delpit, mm. my guy. But I just landed an offensive tackle. 
Um, like another guy where you know the team doesn't have to go far. I went Austin Jackson, offensive tackle USC. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's getting some depth there. But you love to see USC to the NFL. We love that. Absolutely. And finally, last but not least, to close out the 2020 final mock draft of On the Clock. Shall, shall I do the honors? I'll let you close it out for real, for real. I have um, DeAndre Swift here. They they, they need it back. And I, I thought this was going to be J.K. Dobbins for a very long time um, because, you know, personally, I thought that he fit the, the Chiefs offense a little bit better. But it seems like the, the consensus around the league is that Swift is the best running back in the draft. Uh, so for that reason, I, I think that they end up going Swift instead of Dobbins here. They need a back. Damian Williams can never stay on the field. Although he played masterfully in the Super Bowl, um, they're going to need you know more of a uh, more of a committee if they want to sustain that success. So Swift is the guy here for me. Yeah, you know Patrick Mahomes is my guy. I stand Mahomes, but we also know that they need a running back. And if you get Patrick Mahomes, any just good high caliber running back is going to be really dangerous and. You know, we've been talking about this. We did our running back rankings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Swift is my guy. He's been my RB1 in this class for like the last two, three years. I've loved him since the day he stepped foot in Georgia. So have the same pick. I think that's dangerous. I think it's probably one of the best picks in the draft just because of who they have at quarterback. Mm. It rounds up at offense. I think that's pretty dangerous. So, yeah, I also have DeAndre Andre Swift at 32. Man. Well, imagine a – we're talking Tyreek Hill. We're talking – Sammy Watkins, we're talking Travis Kelsey. We're talking who who's the other fast wide receiver that they had? His name eludes me right now. McCall Hardman. McCall Hardman, thank you. McCall Hardman, Damian Williams, DeAndre Swift, and heading it all, Andy Reid and the great Patrick Mahomes. Lord have mercy. That would be a force to be reckoned with without a doubt. Without a that's, doubt. That's dangerous, right? Man. Well, that wraps up the mock draft. That is, that's a wrap on the 2020 pre-draft. Cam, that's it. We're that's done. It. We are done. That's a wrap. That's it. Me and Reagan talked, man. We're going to do a, a, a post show right after the draft. A little reaction show for you guys. Hopefully I'm celebrating the Saints making a big move. Hopefully I'm not sitting with Justin Jefferson as one of my receivers. Dog, I don't want to see. I I if if Justin Jefferson gets drafted to, by the Eagles on Thursday, we're not doing the post show. Yes, we are. <laughs> we're not doing the post show. I don't. I won't want to talk to you, bro. I don't. I won't want to talk to you. Well, we're definitely doing the post show. <laughs> but I'll tell you this: there are a bunch of players at the Saints draft, and your draft pick that you had in your mock draft is definitely one of them. Hey. And if we make that pick, we're definitely not doing the show because I, I definitely <laughs> would just. Not really that. For sure, for sure. Rain, sleet, or snow, we will be doing the show rhyming accidentally. Cam, much appreciated, bro. You are, oh, I know you hate it, but you are truly a man of myth and a legend, man. I, I wouldn't know what to be doing with this show without you, dog. Nah, man, just grateful for the opportunity, man. Ready for Thursday. See you Thursday, my guy. Opportunities are earned, my friend. They are earned, and you have earned them like the best of them. That'll do it for this episode of On the Clock. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and being with us throughout the entirety of this 2020 mock draft process. This was a vision. Me and Cam, we turned it into a reality, man. I'm, I'm loving this show. I'm loving where it's going. Hopefully, we get to continue this. Not even hopefully. We will continue this. I, that's a guarantee. Um, and we will see you Thursday night with a roundup of the first round in which the Eagles will select. Did you see the lamp? 
please 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 give a dog a bone man thank you guys so much for tuning in we will see you thursday